This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Got a couple of questions for you, but I'm going to start with this. Cowboys fans, are you still angry about Sunday's game or have you moved on to Tampa? 877-881-1053. In the meantime, let's yeah. talk Maybe about they moved T- on to. I'm going to really watch that TCU game to get my mind off the Cowboys. It was not only the largest margin of victory, defeat, etc., in the college football championship or the BCS era. It was the largest margin of victory in the history of bowl games. Let's just go ahead and fire off cut number four. We'll try to make this mercifully short unless you'd like to discuss it more. Cut number four right here. Routes down the seam in the middle. Bennett looking this time to the edge. Mitchell, one-handed catch for a touchdown. And the highlight reel continues. It was 10 to 7 at one point, Corey, and then it wasn't. Mm. It was 0 to 0. It was tied up when they kicked the that ball. That is a good point. I just used 10 to 7 as the example where the game had actively begun and it was competitive, and then Georgia scored 55 okay. points in a row but, to end the game. But before they scored the 55 points, all right? Okay. They looked better. Like, yeah. like, listen, yeah. as soon as as soon as the coin flip was done and the game started and this isn't I'm not I'm not trying to kick TCU in the junk today. I'm not I'm really not. The reality is, as an unbiased fan from the outside here, Georgia looked bigger, faster and stronger in every ass, uh, facet yesterday. They they were they were the receivers were blowing by people. Their quarterback knew exactly what he was doing because he's I mean, he's like. 18 years older than all of them. He's picking on 19-year-old oh, kids out there. Or Stetson Bennett. He's like, oh, look at all the five-star recruits I have to throw to. Pick on these little kids real quick. I turned it off at 45-7. to seven. I was good after. That was, that's fair. So I didn't watch any more of that game. I'm wondering this because you guys, did you guys stick with it? Yeah. Nope. Did, oh, yeah. did a lot of TCU fans leave by the start of the fourth? I'm just wondering because a lot of people obviously traveled from our area to LA, and I'm wondering with all the money spent, the hotel, the tickets, the I still all thought that, it like, looked like a lot of them were there. Okay, because I think at that point, they if you spent anywhere from two thousand to ten thousand yeah. yeah, dollars yeah, 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 to yeah. be there, I think you're just like, yeah, we're losing thirty-eight to seven. I'm staying for this, and then it's forty-five to seven pretty quickly into the third quarter. I turned it off, and I was just like, I just wonder if like I I probably would have stayed too. I definitely I, if that was my stayed, team, yeah. my school spent all that money. Would it have been like, different if it, you I'm lived, scared. like, would it be different if you lived in L.A. and you didn't have, like, all those extra concerns? Or are you like, I'm a TCU fan. When is this going to happen again? Let's just ride it out. 
Yeah, but I guess if I'm a TCU fan and I live in L.A. and I'm not paying for hotel and I'm not paying for the flight and it's the end of the third quarter, I'm probably like, hey, I'm going home. Okay. Like, I, I'm, I'm good here. Okay. okay. If, I'm, if I'm living in L.A., Kevin, I don't know if I'm ever going to that stadium. There's so many cool things to do in <laughs> L.A. Like, I'll just watch Even if it. you're a TCU guy? I'm probably not paying attention to sports if I live in L.A. That's what most people in L.A. do. Like, you've seen the Chargers fan base show up. Yeah, the Lakers had a game last night. Yeah, halfway full. You're like, what they is lost this? lost to Denver. Yeah, Jokic missed no field goals or free throws. You know where I'm going? The beach. That's where I'm probably okay. going. You find me at the beach if I'm living like, in L.A. I don't like L.A. beaches. What? Oh, okay. I'm it's probably going to a different too cold. beach, though. No, it's just all too cold. You're at the beach. You can't get in the water. Wear, why do I want to be in the water hey, anyway? There's cold. sharks in the water, Mike. What? You go to the beach not to go in the water? What I go to doing? the beach and hang out and with a, bong, a little fire and play some volleyball. With a bong? Drink you some said beers. a bong and then you stop. This is karate kid? What are we even talking yeah, about? We're going to drink some beers and have a fire and play our boom boxes. You know, the one time I did see Corey run into the ocean is because i kid you not two horses came running across the beach and Corey is deathly i swear to god this is true like planet of the apes yes well i mean but there were people on top of them not oh. apes is but Corey is deathly allergic to horses and i just saw him like sprint to the water i was like In the what pacific the ocean <laughs> and then there was, was two it? people riding so horses coming across the beach <laughs> it was, it was really crazy cold. yeah i didn't want to die by horse so i said i'll i can swim i know that well tcu lost they did lose man <laughs> they did that's tough that's tough but you know what they built something with the program the thing about this mike is how many of those guys are returning and can be part of that what can sunny dykes do next yeah. to, to add and elaborate on what they just accomplished because that was a really cool thing but they had a bunch of people that decided instead of going away from what Gary Patterson had built once Patterson was gone, they told Dykes, I'll be back. You know, they wanted to come back this year and they liked the program. Quentin Johnson was one of those guys who was like, I'd, I could go anywhere else, but yeah. I want to be here for the for this game, for this team. And so that's that's a pretty impressive thing to see that Dykes was able to retain a lot of those players. What does he do with the next cycle? Can he build on top of this? In the SEC, Kevin, they get all the players. Like that's just like sure. that's the thing. And Georgia's now two in to it. Yep. They've they have surpassed Alabama in this respect. Oh man. And you could see Nick Saban's face whenever one of the guys on the it was show David was David yeah, Pollock. Yeah, he was like, Hey man, this is a. Uh, this is now they're the kings of the of the of college football. And Nick Saban made the face of Hello Darkness, my old friend, but they they are the class of college football. Right it was now. amazing too because later on they were like, "Well, David Pollock wasn't shading Nick Saban," and I was like, "I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying he said that." And Nick Saban was sitting right next to him <laughs> and looked sad, and it was amazing. Now, on the Cowboys front, well, you don't want to talk more about that game. Uh, we will later in the show. Oh, actually, crap. is I'm being sarcastic. I know. Well, there's some other interesting college football notes afoot is are you still angry about the Cowboys game or have you moved on to Tampa? You know what's interesting is a lot of these comments have said they're not angry with lingering notes of anger in them. From the 806, I'm not angry anymore, but my overall confidence is down. From the 469, I'm not angry. I'm just concerned that we will be one and done. From the 469, I'm not angry. I moved on to the draft to see who the Cowboys can take. So it feels like all of those people who said, 
they're not angry. Uh, they really are. Yeah, there's still lingering anger there. So in, in my fantasy football group, Kevin, these guys, all the guys in this group, I've known at least 15 years. All right. Okay. We've actually been doing this league for 15 years. Okay. Most of them I've known since middle school. All right. We all talk trash to each other. We have one. Sure. All of all of us are Cowboys fans except for one. And he's a Texans fan. Have you thought about cutting that person out of your life? And he messaged us a, a Scooby-Doo meme of TCU. And he's like, let's see who these people really are. And took off the mask. And it was the Cowboys. And I was like, that's not cool, bro. Low low blow mm. there. The Cowboys that, have never lost 65 to 7 in a playoff game. And that being said, that being said, somebody responded. Eight to eight, get eight and eight <laughs> like year where we just lose that game and never make it. Somebody responded to him. Hey. You focus on the draft. We'll focus on the playoffs. And, he was, and okay. that was, I thought that was pretty decent. We get to focus on both the, the, the playoffs and the draft right now. So that's where my attention is, Kevin. Okay. Both of them. All right. From the, however, there have been some people who have pushed back. Oh, I'm very effing angry. I think I had like kind of let my anger dissipate a little bit until I heard Jerry this morning again. And then I that made you mad. Not, like, not Jerry's presence. Just when he's talking about it, he goes, look, I think we were all surprised. And he torpedoed Brad Sham's theory. He yep. goes, no, I think the part that was humbling about it is we came out trying to win. And then they, Sean, RJ, and Bobby asked the question about, well, Brad Sham suggested that y'all came out vanilla. And he goes, well, that wouldn't make any sense given that we were trying to win the division and maybe get the number one seed. But he, that I makes mean, it worse. Yes. He admitted they played like doo-doo, though. I know. Like, but, there was a reality uh, of, like, Mike, you've been asking. You guys keep saying that we're playing great. Jerry was like, no, we played like doo-doo. Yeah. I mean, that was essentially, no, what, and we didn't practice well. But I guess it makes it more concerning in that, I, I agree with everything you said there, Corey. It just makes it more concerning that Jerry's like, no, we put together a game plan like it was Super Bowl week, and, and we were having to win that game. That would be game. very concerning. And so now we know they did everything possible to win that game up till halftime. I will probably say in I the second half, that. they might have backed off a little bit because of the 16-0 score in Philadelphia, but... For the first half, that's as good as they can play, and that was the actual game plan. And I think that's what made me mad is not – like, I appreciate Jerry saying that. To your point, Corey, I appreciate him acknowledging how poorly they had played. I just think it made me mad all over again that he was like, oh, hell no. We didn't sandbag nothing. We just played terrible. And the, I was like, you know what? Of a the, uh, and I think he's wrong about that after watching like some of the plays they drew up. I was like, they're not running that play. You know, they're, I, I, I think that Jerry may – I've thought that they were planning that way, but they could draw up all the same plays for the Super Bowl. But if the effort's not there from the players, it's not going to matter. Like that, that is where when Steven says execution, that's a fact. They were, how many times did Dalton Schultz he look like he didn't have a clue where Dak was going to be throwing? Yeah. The so, like that, that is something that I think is reality is they can plan it all up, but it's on the players this week. To, to start preparing Mike like it is their Super Bowl. And I just wanted to tell you one reason if Cowboys fans still are angry, I think it's this quote. But at least Dak understands it. Is He was talking about, like, somebody asked him essentially about all the Cowboys fans' baggage. And he said, that was then, this is now. We haven't played for the last 26 years. I've played for seven. But it takes a good team in all three phases, and we have that. We're not going to let our focus or anything be deterred because of other people's doubts. 
And I get that. That's the right thing to say. Like, it would be a weird thing if Dak was like, the fans don't think we can do it? We're screwed. But I think that's where so much of the negativity comes from is like Dak's like, I haven't played all 26 years, now going on 27. But how many people listening to us right now or how many people in the Metroplex have seen every single one of those things? Dak answered the question, too, by saying he knew the exact years. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all those players, for the most part, especially if you've been here, let's say, three or four years, you know the bad history of the Cowboys after Jimmy Johnson, pretty much. Yeah. And so they might say, and they, they're they telling it, I didn't play in the late 90s. I didn't play in the 2000s sure. or 2010 through about 2015. But I did get here around 2016 and thought I would change the history back to a great history. It's just like... I know it's not great now because the Chicago Cubs did win lately. But, like, when you play for the Chicago Cubs, you know that it's been forever. They've made movies about it. You know if you're on the Cleveland Indians slash now Guardians, you know they made a whole movie about how bad the franchise is. I mean, they... You know, after a little bit of time being in an organization, the organizational history of we win or for some reason things go wrong. And you're like, we're going to change that history. And then after a while, you start going, Dak is now part of the history. He's been here long enough to be part of the crappiness. Yeah. And it's not that crappy for him. But as a Cowboy fan that is kind of a Yankees-Lakers fan where you're supposed to be in a championship contending window your whole life and maybe there is a down three or four year period but there's not down 20 year periods and I think I like I just think about it from the perspective of me talking with Brandon is that's what makes it all the more frustrating yeah my older son I have to make sure I have two sons is I have to remind myself because I say my son and the baby which is probably not the proper way to describe that but it bums me out is I have come to terms with the Cowboys not, like, consistently being elite like they were when I was growing up. But what bums me out about it all is Brandon doesn't know anything about them being elite. Like, he's used to them yeah. being middle of the pack, and I I have well, here, a hard time with that because I was like, it didn't used to be like that. And this is what's frustrating about uh, your standard for what the Cowboys need to do right now. I think a lot of our standards, but you've you made the point of natural progression. Yeah. It's frustrating because we're just now, finally, in the history of Jerry Jones, back to being where the standard or the middle of the road is about 10 wins. Yeah. Instead of missing the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we're now at a point where we should expect to be in the playoffs every year. And maybe if we're lucky, maybe if things go right, maybe if all the things fall in place, we get a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. We're just now at that point. And you should be able to stack up on top of it. But because of where Jerry's standards are and where a lot of the fan base's standards are, if they don't do X, then the coach is gone. And now we go back into what do we do from here and hope that another coach can just do it. Just, oh, there it is, magic. And I caught lightning in a bottle in one year, and that fixes everything. I think that might be the most astute observation anyone will hear on sports radio today. We'll keep trying for the rest of the show. But I think you've set the bar really high because when Jerry Jones, I know we'll get into it later, but when Jerry's like, no, the game on Monday is not going to impact Mike McCarthy's fate, is why Why the hell would it? Yeah. Like, if, if they were, to to what Mike said earlier, if they were struggling, we're 8-8, eight 8-8, and 8-8, eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, they just had back-to-back 12-5 and five seasons for the first time in 26 years. Yeah, it's really cool. If he's sitting there, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? 
Like, why? And I get it because part of me is on the other side. And I'm like, I'm talking about when we were in 15 of the first 30 NFC championship games. And the counterpoint can be like, get over it. That was a really long-ass time ago and deal with your new reality. But you're finally there. Like, you're finally at a point where you should be competing for it every year. And you shouldn't even have that concern about not competing for it. Yeah. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Plus, if you're looking for a new streaming service for the Mavs, Rangers, and Stars, I got that option for you. We'll do it all next right here in the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well. It would be good if today one of the football teams I cared about winning didn't get it handed to them <laughs> because it was Dallas on Sunday and obviously TCU yesterday. I think I'm free and clear today, but that would really help. Yeah, I don't forward. think there's a game today, is there? I think you're good. Well, thank goodness for that. All well, right. yeah, that was, you know, that was, I wanted to see him win, but that was my fear that that would happen. And that is what Mike had laid out before the game. And I, I was really uh, I was really optimistic that this team, this TCU team is scrappy as hell and they would like devolve it into a dogfight, you know, right. and keep it close. And that did not happen. Well, you know what? And I guess I hadn't watched enough of uh, TCU games. Now, I saw the end of the semifinal game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw some of the K-State game, but I'm just watching it kind of casually, right? Yeah. When I saw them come out with a three-man defensive front against Georgia, I said to myself, they ain't got a shot in hell. (laughs) What are they thinking about? Did they know what Georgia does and how big they are on the, you know, they, they, they kept saying, well, they can't set the edge. They're not doing a good job setting the, I said, they got no edge. Yeah. When you got a three-man front, yeah. there, there was no way. I don't care how fast and how motivated you are. That's a that's a NFL offensive line. Yeah, and their defensive line is probably even better and bigger. Yeah. And once, well, once anyway, once I, I saw TCU couldn't run the ball, I was like, oh dear. Yeah, that was not going to turn out well. All so right. you're saying they should have played Georgia as if they were an, an NFL offensive and defensive line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys. can play that th- three-man front in, in, the, the, Big in the Big 12, right? 
because everybody wants a throw, 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 right? Well, okay, even if they're throwing, they couldn't – the quarterback had the time of day in the pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Three he's an man old rush. man. Seriously, he's been playing football a really long time. So. Yeah, how old is twenty five? Picking on nineteen year old kids. Shame on him. It's like, right? what a, it's like what going a to weird... a high school and saying, "Hey, let me dunk on you." Watch this. What a weird take about all of that is. All right, and then sorry. Um, unfortunately, Mickey, people have now fired back, and they're like, "Yeah, maybe not a football team, but don't forget the Mavs and Stars play tonight, so maybe they'll go down in flames." <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Fantex. That's the really have helping lost out. Six in a row, so good. Well, you know what? This also made me think of sports fans. So, do they only go to support their team to see them win, and then if they're not winning, they leave? Yeah. So we were having a conversation about that. I'm. I will stay until the bitter end, especially in a unique scenario like the national championship game. But yeah. I understand that's not for everybody. You paid for the whole game, right? Sure. They don't they don't sell a ticket for okay, you can stay to halftime, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like a movie. Don't you stay to see the end? Even if you got a feeling on how it's going to end? You know what? You might have just inspired a segment because I've never walked out of a movie. There's been multiple movies I regretted not walking out of, but I want to know what movies people have walked out of. You did pour a Coke on a kid at a movie theater, too, once. So. That was an accident at first. Okay. <laughs> Look, Mickey, I feel like we're wasting your time I know, a little No, bit. that's okay. Uh, I, I kind of helped you, you out on it, by the way. What if you know that you can get back to your hotel or whatever? Start drinking it for cheaper. And you're avoiding a lot of the traffic because the Georgia people aren't leaving. They're going to celebrate, so you're just like... If what? I paid all that money to go to something, I'm staying. See, Mickey, it sounds like you and I might have that in common, is that's what I think too. Is I was like, I'm getting all of my value. Right. When do you think Luca left? Do what now? When do you Luka. think Luka Doncic left? Luca and Jason oh, Kidd were at the game. They were. Oh, I didn't realize. Well, yeah, but they didn't have a vested interest. They just went because they could afford to go and be seen, right? <laughs> well, to make that even worse, I'm sure they got in for free. Yeah, they were TCU like, yeah. gave him because he has a horny toad now as a pet. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't hurt the the pet, right? I Who cares. It's a. Oh my gosh! What? I don't it's say that. It's well, the lizard of Texas. They're endangered species. The lizard too. of Texas. It is. It's the it's the Texas lizard, just like the blue lacy is the Texas dog. And even if I did not know that, you're welcome. Wow. All right, Mickey. Have you brought us any positive information today? Because obviously, yesterday, for good reason, not super positive. Yeah. Um. I I think hearing. Uh, sort of the injury update, yeah. Uh, especially on Tyler Biotish. Uh I think that that's uh, a very good uh, news for the Cowboys heading into a playoff game because I think his absence uh, impacted that offense greatly. Um, you know, it's like everybody just seems to write off the fact that you moved your guard to center, your tackle to guard, and the guy that's sitting on the bench to tackle, and everything should be fine. Well, it wasn't fine. I can tell you that. Yeah. And, and so if he gets back and everybody kind of shifts back to where they have been and where they belong, then I think you feel uh, a heck of a lot better. Um, I'll feel e- even better if I see on – Wednesday, what day is today's Tuesday, tomorrow, that Duran Bland is back in practice. And Steven sounded pretty optimistic about that yes. yesterday. And but- everything I've heard from, you know, whoever was just talking to me 
uh, sounded like they, they were optimistic that, you know, it wasn't as bad as having to miss the rest of the game when he went out. Uh, so that would make me feel better uh, because I thought, and I, I think I mentioned it yesterday, my two glaring takes from the game was the inability of the offensive line to function and the fact that uh, the cornerback position was just in disarray, yeah. especially after Bland went out too. So if they can at least get him back uh, and maybe get – uh, Mackenzie Alexander uh, ready to play because he's been rehabbing for a week and a half now and didn't play. Uh, maybe that helps. I don't know how much Xavier Rhodes can help him just showing up um, on Saturday. Um, but, you know, at least kind of gives you, well, okay, it's another uh, alternative in case the other things fail. And then you feel a little bit better about that because obviously – Tampa's looking at what happened in that game uh, on on Sunday. Well, and and that is, I guess, another mismatch situation is how the Cowboys approach the receivers for this because there is a, a definite mismatch across from Diggs, no matter who it is, because it could be Godwin or or Mike Evans. What's the? Yeah, I'd rather see Anthony Brown out there. Let's put it for that sure. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and so and they haven't really solved that since he got hurt. I mean, it's been kind of hit and miss, right? No one's been consistent enough. Um, the only one, well, consistently, you know, not enough, Kelvin Joseph, and they yeah. finally gave up on that. You know, Nashawn Wright's been hit or miss. Um, you know, Trayvon Mullen didn't, you know, give you any confidence. Um, so Bland playing outside and moving inside, and then you, that's fine, uh, but then you got to find somebody, uh, you know, to be able to play outside. Or if you keep them outside, do you have somebody that can play inside yeah. when you go against three wides? And so uh, that's one of the problems that uh, they are facing and how to uh, at least somehow cover those deficiencies. But what happens is when teams know that, then, you know, they'll send out uh, – you know, split out a tight end with three wide receivers, and all of a sudden, well, okay, safety has to do that. Now I only got one more safety double somewhere, and where am I choosing? Am I choosing the slot or am I choosing outside at corner? Uh, so teams can, you know, scheme you into problems to the point of, well, let's just go empty and see if they can cover everybody. And I'll guarantee you Tampa's looking at that. Would you consider putting a three-five-three defense out there? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I can cover more and leave the po- the quarterback sitting on a bench in the pocket, just saying, "Okay, let me get up and throw the ball now." But at least you know he won't run anywhere. So I guess that's something. well, that helps a little bit. Yeah, except on fourth and one, right? He's the big sneak quarterback. That right? that, that is true. He is sneaky about keep a lot him out of things. Fourth and one. Well, he's so big. Yeah, tall you fella. Know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they, they've got to come up with some sort of plan and the best plan is to get the pass rush to the quarterback. Yes. Uh, and, and don't let him sit in the pocket all day long. Um, you know, sort of the way, you know, and they did get off, get after Sam Howell, right? You shouldn't lose a game in the NFL if the opposing quarterback only completes 11 passes. All right. It just shouldn't happen. That's fair. Uh, but it did. And we saw it. And, and, you know, and the easiest pass for a young quarterback to throw uh, that hasn't played in the league, just throw it as far as you can. 
right? I mean, what's the worst thing that happened? It's like a punt. And, and who, who knows? My guy might beat the corner, and that'll be easier than trying to throw a 12-yard out that could get intercepted. Uh, and if the deep pass gets intercepted, well, okay, I picked up 40 yards. Hey, Mickey, take me back on why the Cowboys needed to release John Ridgeway because he seems like a guy that could really be a, a guy that could play seven to ten years in this league. Well, yeah, and he played well until he got hurt, right? Yeah. I think he. I, I think I looked at the – at the defensive sheet um, early, well, it might have been the second quarter, he had four tackles already. Um, they were, I think, if I remember correctly, they had a roster crunch and they needed to When they didn't make, put Dak on IR, right? They needed to, they didn't, and they needed to make room for somebody, and they thought that, well, he hadn't really played yet. Uh, we can get him to the practice squad, and Washington intercepted because they were looking for a big body, if nothing else. And, you know, teams that early in the season, they just go back to their draft board and say, well, what did we think of this guy? And um, and it's like, yeah, let's grab him. If nothing else, I got a 300 and, I don't know, what is he, 40-pound guy. Um, you know, and, and when you pick up a guy like that, you know, it's like it's, it, after the, it gets released, it's a free look. You know, if he gets to the practice squad, if they pick him up, they have to put him on the 53 for three weeks, guaranteed. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a giveaway. And then that got caught looking for another big body to help out, and that's when they found Hankins. But then Hankins got hurt, and they're hoping he's available for this game uh, because the run defense was much better when he was playing, uh, kind of clogging up the middle than it has been since he got hurt. Appreciate it very much, good sir. We'll pick up again with you tomorrow. Absolutely. I'll see if I have any more big questions for you for tomorrow, right? <laughs> good point. Thank you very All much. Right. See ya. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. As you might have guessed, some people texted in about movies they've walked out on. And I don't know if you consider this even the same. I guess I don't. From the 352, never walked out, but I fell asleep during the third Matrix movie. From the 214, I walked out on Bowfinger. Terrible movie. Is that the Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, I stopped paying attention during Oh Brother, Where Art Thou once. Oh. It was just me and like... somebody else in the theater all by okay. ourselves. Okay. Did you pay stop paying attention because you didn't like the movie? I don't remember much of the movie. From the 972, Cowboys versus Aliens is the only movie I have ever walked out on. I don't love that movie, but I watch it a lot. I think I walked out on that movie, too. Really? I haven't walked out on many. The other one I remember walking out on is there was the Sylvester Stallone and the girl who opened her legs up in that movie. Sharon Sharon Stone. Stone. Did you walk out on... It was like Cliffhanger or something like that? Okay, yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it immediately starts with, I think, Rambo can't hold on to the person's uh, hand. John Lithgow was the bad guy in that movie. I think that was the name of the movie. Yeah, Yeah. it's either Cliffhanger or there might be another version. I think they might have come out with like two different mountain movies at the same time. Yeah, like 45 minutes in, I'm like, I'm going home. From the 817, my Southern Baptist grandmother walked out of Talladega Nights during the prayer scene. Oh, dear. From the 903, I was on a first date, and she wanted to see Twilight. I fell asleep, and she had to wake me up. I went to go see the movie Monster, and that was one with Charlize Theron. I'm pretty sure she won Best Actress. There's a lot of nudity in this in that movie. There's these two old ladies sitting behind me, and one of the old ladies goes, 
if some, if one more person takes their top off, we're leaving. Within, I kid you not, within like three minutes, somebody got topless. And I am me- now. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. And I immediately was waiting to see if they walked out. They didn't go nowhere. That old lady was a liar. She stayed right in her seat watching the like what they saw. I um, guess so. I did fall asleep during one of the Superman movies. It was... This is the one where they get caught in the piece of plastic at the end? I don't know. It was the one that the, they did one Superman, and then he never, like, appeared again on Superman. He showed up in The Flash later. But oh, the Henry Cavill one? No, the he, other guy. The, I with, fall asleep in a lot of them. Yes. He's some random dude that you kind of just forget about. He's a forgetful Superman. From Nobody's the snoring next to me on the movie. It's great. <laughs> you don't wake that person up for anything? No, I'm just saying, like, in the movie theater, nobody's snoring next to me. We might, we, you know what, we might Because your me. wife falls asleep a lot watching movies. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? We got a pet peeve segment, I think, coming louder, up Mike. tomorrow <laughs> that I think is going to be super I love fun. so much. Uh-huh. From the 817, I walked up to Night's Tale. I was bored to tears. We went to go see that movie with a group of friends, and we got separated. One of the guys went to a theater where their movie had started like an hour earlier, and he said he didn't notice the difference. And he was just sitting out there waiting for us for like an hour, and he goes, yeah, I didn't really notice. And I thought, that is probably not the sign of a great movie. Probably not. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Basak. Well, unfortunately, a guy we were talking about last week has a pretty big situation next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basak. All right. Well. Where's the enthusiasm, Mike? We're 38 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting just because my old uh, farm director slash assistant general manager uh, tweeted that out, and I saw that this morning. So that's Mark Shapiro or Shapiro. Shapiro is the way you say his last name. He is the president, I believe of baseball operations for the Toronto Blue Jays. So Okay. Um so we're getting close. We're getting closer and closer um to this sucker starting. Um let's talk first about a player that I brought up, I believe on Wednesday because he was in trade rumors. Okay. Um and that is Liam Hendricks. He yes. is a closer, all-star closer for the Chicago White Sox. Unfortunately, over the weekend he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he is going to begin treatment on that. I don't, here's the deal, which I don't know. I don't know if that ends his whole season. I don't know. I know that takes a lot out of you. Like physically it takes a lot because yeah. I believe you have to do chemo for that. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to Liam Hendricks first, you wish the best for his health and that Absolutely. he beats cancer and that he's healthy. I'm going to ask this question. This isn't a baseball question. Does it feel like, I guess maybe because we just get uh, more media, does it feel like more athletes are getting things like this than like 20 or 30 years ago when we were kind of in high school or whatever? It definitely does, but I don't know about the answer to the first part of your question. Like, feels... I definitely feels like that. Yeah. But I also don't know if it's the more media coverage that changes that. I'm not trying to get in into any type of like political talk or uh, or cancer talk or whatever, but I just feel like it seems like on a yearly basis we end up. Who's the guy that was just drafted? Was it 
the Detroit Lions wide receiver who ended up getting drafted and then uh, uh William the Texans guy the Michi Te- right Michi sorry oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. he got cancer and he couldn't play and I mean I know they're hoping that he can I believe they're hoping he can come back and play yeah. next year but I, I feel like every year now we get hey, this certain player has cancer and can't play this year. Ooh, I have one more theory about that then. Is there any chance that the advanced medicals just allow the detection of those things quicker? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, valid. like, maybe Lou Gehrig, I don't know. Like, if yeah. he was alive today and he was 22 years old, that they would have found out he has a – ALS, a, yeah. Yeah, ALS at a very early state, and maybe it's – I don't know. I'm not a good – I don't know much about ALS. Yeah. Like, if you detect it really early, is it very curable? I don't know. I don't but, believe it's curable Okay, so no all. matter what, no matter when you find out, you're screwed? I – that's, I mean, uh, I don't want to say it like that, but I guess, yes. Yeah. I just don't know how fast it progresses. I do not believe there is a cure okay. for ALS, but someone will let us know if that is incorrect. So hopefully for Liam Hendricks, he can beat this sure. and come back and, and hopefully be healthy and be able to pitch. There's been, it seems like a lot of people who've had similar type of situations I don't know if John Lester had this exact one but I feel like he did and I feel like there's been a couple other guys that have had something like this and come back wasn't there the uh I'm horrible with names so that Trey Mancini didn't he have something like this recently and he came back and was and And he played last year which is very encouraging because for a time it felt like if you got that it's sad that not only you have to deal with cancer or whatever the case might be but also your career is over now it doesn't necessarily feel like yeah Okay, so now moving on. And and that was a guy that we brought up last week because he was on CBS Sports 10 trade candidates. Okay. That he had two years left on his contract and possibly Chicago didn't want to pay those two years as they were up against it a little bit financially. Two years, like $29 million left. But I think you can pretty much take him off the board okay. on on the, the Rangers uh, looking to acquire him. I have no clue if the Rangers had any interest in Gregory Soto. Gregory Soto was the closer for the Tigers. Left-hander, throws 100 miles an hour. I've brought him up before. He makes the all-star teams because Detroit doesn't have an all-star. But you have to have one, so he kind of makes it, but he's not really an all-star. I hate saying that about somebody because it's on his resume. He's an all-star. But if you're on the Oakland Athletics, somebody has to make the all-star team this upcoming season. They have zero all-star candidates. Nobody should make the all-star team for the Oakland Athletics. Just like the last few years, nobody should make the all-star team for the Detroit Tigers, but they have to have one. Yeah. Gregory Soto is their representative. He was traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. He is a very good relief pitcher. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just, he's a guy that I have no clue if the Rangers had any interest in, but we've talked about this right now. Going into this season, the Rangers bullpen is a weakness. Their starting rotation is tremendous. But when the reliever, sorry, when the starter comes out, most starters need the bullpen to pick up 10 yeah. outs now. And that's a lot of outs. Okay. And so if you're looking at five and two thirds is a long start in Major League Baseball now, which yeah. means there's 10 more outs to get if you're going to win the game. And so um, I do think the Rangers are going to let this thing play out. What I mean by that is, from what I understand, there's a good chance that they see if guys can do the job. And then if they can't do the job, they'll try to go out and get people who can. And then they also want to see two, three months into this season. Are we good enough that we need to take prospects out of our organization to help out the current bullpen situation? Is that the more 
maybe logical I is that the more logical way of going about it is it's like let's the, see what we got before we push all in yes but there have been situations where the angels over this last decade have actually had a pretty good team except they had no bullpen okay and then they find themselves around 500 the philadelphia phillies for example i think the reason that they're getting gregory soto right now is first they just made the world series second They've ran in into the last three years situations where they felt like the reason the Braves uh, or uh, the Mets, let's say, were better than them in the end and they couldn't compete with them for 90 wins or more is because their bullpen was bad and they couldn't fix it in the season. Yeah. So I hopefully you don't run into that where you're like, dang, if we just had three bullpen guys we could trust, because you really do need three or four guys you can really trust in a one-run situation to pitch the seventh, to pitch the eighth, and to pitch the ninth inning. It's not now just about having a setup guy and a closer. And I know it, I guess it is a long time ago, but now 15 years ago when I played or 20 years ago when I played, you really felt like we need two setup guys, a righty and a lefty, and we need a closer. And our good pitchers are going to take us into the seventh inning or into possibly get us close to the eighth inning And now you're looking at our starters get us to the start of the sixth inning. Yeah. And so that means you need quite a few more guys to hold on to that lead. Question I've got a lot from Ranger fans in the last two weeks, maybe the last week, but it feels like this is the number one question I get. Would you guys like to guess the number one question I've got over, let's say, the last week? Will the Rangers win the World Series? Will they add a bat? No. Will the Rangers go after Trevor Bauer has been the number one question I have got. And I think the Rangers look at their rotation and say, it is complete. We have depth and the Rangers, from what I understand, have no, they don't want Trevor Bauer's personality and and they don't want him on this team. They are afraid of, of the person the pitcher is a really good pitcher, but the person seems to be a really bad teammate. I'll put it at that. I'm 100% with you on that. I'm just asking this question to like maybe give context to why so many people ask that. Trevor Bauer would definitely be the second best pitcher the Rangers have. Yes. And okay. possibly, honestly, possibly better than DeGrom. Top 15 pitcher he, in the league? Yeah. He can be the best pitcher in all of baseball. I mean, but... I think that but he's a jerk arguably and maybe much, the much worse. worst teammate in all of baseball, too. So you have to go, all right, how good can he be? And then the next question is, do I think he will just get blackballed out of baseball? If the yeah. Rangers have no interest and the Dodgers, who are a championship contender, who signed him to that huge contract, have no interest in bringing him back now that he's eligible to pitch. Where will Trevor Bauer land if the Rangers don't want him and the Dodgers don't want him? Man, I don't know if he's ever going to pitch a major league ball again. You know, it's an interesting game, I guess. He pitches them all the time on YouTube. It's an interesting side story that, like, I don't think got a lot of coverage, and I get why, is uh, Trevor Bauer might just be a liar. But he did say that the Dodgers said they were going to bring him back, and then in a two-week span, they did not end up bringing him back. First of all, he could just be, like, straight up not telling the truth. But I also wonder if they, like, floated that out through whatever channels and people were like the hell you are gonna bring him back from what i understood over the last year the dodgers were never going to put him back on that team but you know i don't know the the side conversations that he had or his agent had with the dodgers that they were saying 
when you're eligible to come back, we want you back on this team. And he's he's he is needed by the Dodgers. If you look at their team and you look at where they're at and you look at the Padres and you look at uh, the competition, Trevor Bauer would definitely help them. But they just do not. I don't think the coaching staff and, and we know pretty much we don't know the individual players, but we've seen the reports. Players on the Dodgers don't want him back on the Dodgers. <laughs> Which I get it. And I believe the Cleveland organization, from everything that I know, and I do have connections there, they did not want him part of the Cleveland organization okay. uh, anymore when they traded him to, I believe, Cincinnati is where he went, from Cleveland to Cincinnati to L.A. Uh, okay, my last baseball nugget, and I just find this one interesting, and I have no clue if he's going to pass the physical, but it looks like Carlos Correa could be headed back to the Minnesota Twins. For do you have have we heard anything about what the hell that contract would no. look like? They just say the 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 contract talks have begun to accelerate and maybe because he played last year for the Twins, the Twins won't have as, they signed him to a 3-year deal. He opted out of the last 2 years of it. Whoops. I don't know if maybe he's just going to sign a 2-year deal. I don't know if he's looking for a 10-year deal. Would it be for the same money that he opted out of? You I think? don't know. And the other thing too is I mean, I don't know all the physical stuff, but if I'm now Scott Boris, his agent, I believe Scott Boris is his agent, I'm 99% sure about that, is I'm going, I need to sign him to a 10-year contract if they're offering because we might not be able to go through this physical thing. Like, he he might break down. Obviously, there are doctors that are professionals for the Giants and for the Mets that are like, we don't think he's going to make it close through this contract. You might have a guy who plays for three or five more years, and then you are paying him for five to eight more years where he can't even play baseball anymore because his body is done. Uh, And I have no clue if it's his shoulder. I have no clue if it's his elbow. I have no clue if it's his back. But something is really wrong on this thing. So if I'm Boris and the Twins are willing to offer like a 10-year deal, i got to take it, even if it's, let's say, at $280 million. Because I Which is still higher than I would have guessed. Right. I would say, dude, at this point, that you can't pass a physical. Yeah. And they don't, they're not worried about it because you played here last year. So I don't know if it's just going to be a two-year deal, a 10-year deal. But it sounds like maybe Carlos Correa is having to go back to the Minnesota Twins. Very interesting stuff right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Mike will ask us all the football questions, and we are now finding out that perhaps our beloved Super Bowl MVP, Larry Brown, will join the show at 1220. Now that we got that whole time zone dust Uh up uh taken care of, we will get that going at 1220 next. Mike asks all the football questions right here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.